Okay, so the first question, uh, Chris and I just said that I can keep hers as a backup from last week. So let's start with, um, let's see, who is the first? First is Mahendra. He's asking, when Krishna leaves his cowherd friends with Balaram to meet Radha and the gopis, it is said that he is going with a small group of Priyanar Masakas. Considering the existence of infinite universes and with it an innumerable number of practicing sadhakas who aspire to this kind of bhav, and therefore even the smallest number of these practitioners who reach this goal is still a huge number of uh, those Priyanarmasakas, Krishna manifests also an innumerable expansion of these pastimes happening at the same time to satisfy this immense demand of friends. Also, that last thing is a question. So does Krishna manifest also an innumerable amount of expansions of these pastimes happening at the same time to satisfy this immense demand of his friends. Could you talk a little bit about these wonderful pastimes? Well, uh, excuse me. Um, Will you refer to the midday pastimes in particular, um, which are a very central uh, focus of of uh, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, something that I believe Gaudiya Vaishnavism has brought out, out of Krishna Leela that you uh, uh, won't find elsewhere. Others may have adopted or embraced that um, subsequently, but it is um, a kind of a unique uh, contribution. Changed it to the phone. Oh, that's when it froze up. No, before that. Now oh, it's now it's working. Now it seems to work. You can hear me. Raise your hand if you can hear me, Nick. Okay, hello, <laughs> Nadi Krishna. Okay, froze up for a minute. I was saying that the the midday pastimes are a special um, contribution of Gaudiya Vaishnavism in many respects, and um, of course they deal with the most secret. Um, affairs of the Brajlila, the Parakya love between Radha and Krishna, and um, um, which are hidden, which are typically um, um, thought to take place in the night. Uh, the night is like the day for the gopis, and the day is like the night for them because in daylight, well, how can they uh, show? Uh, expressed their love for Krishna in broad daylight, but in the midday Leela, in midday, <laughs> when the sun is the brightest, the name for the sun is also Mitra, which also means friend. 
Hmm. So Radha's, according to Radha's astrological chart, that she'll worship the sun god, Mitra, hmm, Surya. But he acts as a friend by participating in the midday leela in such a way that they can have union in broad day, broad daylight. It's very, very special. Um, so, and, and of course, relative to your question, some of Krishna's friends is Narmasakas participate in that, um, those leelas. I've written about that. So in my forthcoming book, um, that's one of the longer chapters on the Niti Leela, the Aprakat Leela, the midday section. It's one of the longer chapters because it's th- this Leela, the midday Leela is twice as long as any of the other Leelas with the exception of the, the, the Nisha Leela, the nighttime Leela itself. So there's a correspondence in a way between the nighttime Leela in which the Rasa Leela takes place, for example, and the midday Leela, their length and the fact that, the, um, there's a, uh, a perfect, uh, well, uh, uh, well, the, the parakeet is, um, fully, uh, um, blossoming, blooming, bearing fruit therein, in both. Um, so, uh, yes, and Krishna's Narmasakas, they, uh, participate in that. I've written about that. So, if you, um, wait a little bit, get a copy of my book, then, uh, the way in which the extent to which the Namasakas are involved uh, <clears throat> will become um, clear. Um, but it is clear in a broad sense that those leaders can't take part, can't can't happen. That union of Radha and Krishna really can't happen without their their help, which uh is offered in a in a in in a, in a form of uh um, what Rupa Goswami refers to as as Sakibhav. So, uh, Narmasakas, of course, as I've mentioned at other times, are, are a unique contribution of Rupa Goswami in the Indian uh, aesthetics, drama, the arts, and so forth, poetry. Um, there are four types of male uh, assistants to the hero of the, uh, of the drama, romantic uh, drama and uh, all of them are included in Rupa Goswami's Bhakti Rasa but he adds the fifth the Narmasaka um, so it's a unique uh, uh, contribution of his and, and, and a penetration into the nature of that Leela from the vantage point that um, we are given the opportunity to access um, through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dispensation. So, um, now with regard to the particular of your question, he, he, yes, you, you have to be careful. Uh, uh, I, I heard someone, uh, um, I was listening to some young Iskand uh, devotees giving Bhagavatam class at a place called the Bhakti Center. In, it's in New York. And, um, I made a couple of comments on, uh, on a couple of them, uh, offered some suggestions and so forth. But, um, one lady was, uh, giving a class and she was talking about the Leela in which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu assumed the form of Raha 
before Marari Gupta. And the gist and the essence and the entire focus of her class was that, that we have to really literally believe that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in the form of a boar. Hmm? He can't be taken metaphorically or allegorically. And this is her conviction. And, and she was very, she was very nice about it. And she was very sincere about it, but she kept emphasizing you have to take it literally, have to take it literally, have to take it literally. Um, and, uh, I commented that, um, often there's a middle, there's a middle road here to your intelligence, if you will, which says, you know, how can, uh, uh Mahaprabhu would suddenly turn into a boar, you know, that, that's, that, that's, uh, the form of God and so forth. These are, uh, in one sense, uh, allegorical section of Leela, mm-hmm. um, described in the Puranas and so on and so forth. Uh, so there's a middle road anyway, the way to look at this, which, which can, um, Repacify your intellect without interfering with your heart. Hmm? And when I say allegorical lilas, I don't mean they're not real, hmm? but they're, they, they represent a certain bhava of, of Narayan. So in Vaikunti, he has all these bhavas. And so they're, the Puranas are talking about them. Hmm? Um, with regard to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this instance, I said, there's a type of darshan which is most common, which is called antar darshan. So, like I've, the deities have spoken to me in the presence of others, but nobody heard them. <laughs> but me, hmm. uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu sat on the on the Vishnu's throne in uh, Shivastaka's home and showed his form to different devotees in different rasas and even from different leelas. And when he showed one form to, when he showed himself as, as Ram to Hanuman, nobody else saw that. When he showed himself, uh, in another way to another devotee, only those devotees saw that. So this is called Antardarshan. It's not any less real. It's happening. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed the bhava of, 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 of the boar and, and gave, if you will, uh, Murari Gupta eyes to see that. But it's um, the good argument, of course, is that if someone else was standing there, they might not have seen the same thing unless Chaitanya Mahaprabhu allowed him to see. Um, you know the famous story from Mahabharat, where uh, Krishna came to Sastinapura uh, and uh, something happened. I forget the details, but he showed a wonderful form. Like a, uh, like a Virata Rupa, universal form, everything inside of him, um, in the, in the assembly and everyone was stunned and, and Vridharastra was blind, was saying, Oh, Krishna, just for one minute, give me eyes so that I can see this form. Hmm? And Krishna said, without eyes, you can see. I say see and you can see. And he could see and he didn't have any eyes. So, uh, we have to, be careful. My point here is when we talk about the Leelas, what I said in, in my comment was I wouldn't use the word literal. I would say the Leelas that are being described are more than literal, more than literal because they don't fit entirely within the word or thought. They transcend word and thought. 
That doesn't mean word and thought about them by those who have experienced them are not powerful and something that we should take very, very seriously and so forth. We should, but still they have their limitations. How can you express in word or in thought philosophy um, all that is the experience that uh, that transcends mind, word, and, and so on and so forth. So the leelas are talked about in a certain way, then we will have a tendency to take them too literally and then ask questions like this. Well, if only Krishna only goes with a couple of narmasakas, what about, what about other narmasakas? There's millions of them. There's billions of them. There's an infinite number of them, actually. Do they not get to go? Or how does that work? What's the math of that? And so on and so forth. So um, this is the part of my answer. You, you, you have to take these legal explanations uh, uh, to, to be more, I'm going to say, more than literal. Hmm? With the Achintya Beta Beta uh, metaphysic, we know, philosophically speaking, there must be Leela. Hmm. There must be interaction between the Jeeva and Bhagavan that we call love. And we know that our Acharyas have experienced that and they, they, they try to talk about it. Hmm. Hmm. And that those talks are powerful hmm. uh, in and of themselves. But still, the experience transcends even the limits of the ability of an empowered devotee to talk about them. And we find different devotees talking about the same Leela differently. One can explain, well, oh, one yuga was done one way and one yuga was done another way. Or you can say, well, it was shown to one devotee one way and shown differently to another devotee. One devotee caught it a detail that another didn't, and so on and so forth. So um, we had to be a little careful about that. I've given an example before. Um, one disciple of Prabhupada says that he'd taken measurements of Vrindavan and, uh, and realized that within the, what's described as the, as the Braj Mandal hmm, and its geographic, uh, uh, re- representation on earth that Nandamarsh had 900,000 cows and they wouldn't fit 900,000 cows. That was his calculation. I didn't know if that was accurate, but he knew he reported to Prabhupada like, Problem, you know, there's no, there's not enough room for 900 cows here. And Prabhupada said, you read too much. That's his whole answer. You read too much. You're reading too much and you're taking it too literally. As much as Prabhupada was a strong advocate of not taking it metaphorically and allegorically at the cost of the reality of the form of Bhagavan, the Leela of Bhagavan and its eternality and so forth. At the same time, here's an instance in which you say, well, you know, you read too much. Hmm? You're, 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 you're trying to enter into it with your, uh, with the limits of logic, hmm? right? Logic has its place, but it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's far beneath the Atma to speak of Paramatma and Bhagwan. So, with regard to the Leela, um, when it's said, oh, Krishna goes with a couple of Narmasakas, it means he takes this Bhava with him. This Bhava goes with him. Hmm? So, if you have that Bhava, then you go with him. Hmm? 
and your experience maybe here I am with Subal and uh, you know and uh, Madhu Mangal or any number of others or uh, you have to go there find out but you be but all that Bob is accommodated there that Bob has a role there that Bob is essential hmm, for that Leela to play out in the way that it's uh, 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 intended by Leela Shakti for Radha and Krishna to meet in the midday, these Dharma Sakas, that Baba has a role, so it must be there. But uh, again, the Leela descriptions, the narratives, they're poetic, they have a limitation to them, and, and, and even as they are empowered and so forth. But uh, it's a beautiful uh, Leela, and as I say, when you, you can read about it in, in hopefully in the near future with the publishing of my book. What else? Any follow up on that? Uh, Hare Krishna Pranams, Guru Maharaj, Pranams, all devotees. Uh, I have a question. Um, I have a, um, in his Sharanagati, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur writes, uh, the ways of Sharanagati are humility, dedication of the self, acceptance of the Lord as one's only maintainer, a faith that Krishna is surely protect, execution of only two those uh, acts for able to pure devotions, and renunciation of conduct adverse to pure devotion. Uh, Guru Maharaj, could you say something more about this, about Shananagati, about these ways? Something more. Well, I gave a series of lectures um in uh, recently in, in the United States back in uh, October, I believe it was, in, uh, in North Carolina, where we have a community of devotees. Um, and the focus of the entire series of lectures, which were related to Govardhan Leela, the focus was on Sharanagati, which this Leela uh, teaches us about uh, in the broad sense, because in the broad sense, Sharanagati means, as we know from the Gita, Sarvadharman Pritya Maam Ekam Sharanam Give up um, worship of the gods hmm, that is central to Varnashram for fulfilling the various desires that one has in the world and take shelter Krishna, Maam Ekam, me alone, one god, uh, Krishna. Hmm? Um, so this is you know, the, the more basic idea mm. of Sharanagati. Hmm? Um, and obviously, if you're giving up the worship of the gods who fulfill many different desires to worship Krishna only, well, the implication is you're giving up the other desires to seeing, seeing the uselessness of them in terms of your actual pursuit, which is eternal uh, happiness. They, they, they won't provide that. Hmm? Krishna will, uh, and so forth. And just the, the verse in the Gita also says, and just giving up the worship of the gods and those desires, that isn't sufficient in itself. Take shelter of me. That is Sharanagati. Sarvadharman pritya Pritya means completely means giving up, just giving up. <laughs> you have to give up material things and you have to give up just giving up material things. And accept shelter of Krishna and service 
to him. It's something positive in the context of which the giving up is, is, is accomplished as well and um, more comprehensively. So that's the basic idea of Sharanagati. Um, but in our Paribar from Bhakti Vinod, he has taken this one limb that, as described by Rupa Goswami of, 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 of Sadhana Bhakti, Sharanagati, and made it a central focus of our, um, our, our, our Paribar. Um, it's a concept that is found and it's prominent in the Ramanuja Sampradaya. For those who don't have adhikar for karma or gyan, which in that um, sampradaya are prerequisites for bhakti, they emphasize the post-liberated status of bhakti. Um, uh, and the generosity, on the other hand, of bhakti is only emphasized in terms of sharanagati. So if you don't have if you have adhikar for karma and gyan, then you go through karma and gyan and come to bhakti. Hmm? Uh, as you qualify yourself because bhakti is such a high thing. Uh, so it, it involves meditation on Bhagwan in order to meditate. Well, you have to pass through karma, desires, you have to pass through gyan and have the capacity to meditate and so forth, the pure heart. That's their idea. But what about the people that can't do that? So the other emphasis within Ramanuja Sampradaya in terms of uh, how to attain mukti is sharanagati. Just do sharanagati. Anyone can do sharanagati. Hmm? And uh, and so this, in effect, is the emphasis on the generosity of bhakti. And we put the two together. Post-liberated status of bhakti, it's, it's height and and its breadth, if you will, its depth and its breadth of genera- gener- generous in the form of Mahababu, who is Radha and Krishna combined. There's their depth and Yugavatar. There's the breath as well, generous. Um, and he's generous, although uh, 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 acting as the as, as the Yugavatar, he's giving Rag Bhakti. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, so Bhakti Minotakura has taken that Anga of Sharanagati and made it a central focus of our Parabara appropriately uh, so. Um, and there are six, uh, and you just read them, um, aspects or limbs of Sharanagati. The central focus of Sharanagati, it's Swarup Lakshan, is Gopitvevaranamtata, accepting Krishna as my maintainer. Hmm? And that's what the people of Braj did. They were thinking we, our maintenance is dependent upon Indra because he provides rain and we're coward people and we need rain in order to have grasses to feed the cows. Krishna said, no, 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 you take shelter of me. Hmm? I will maintain you. The hill will maintain, the hill is maintaining you. And then he showed himself to be the hill, of course. So this is the central Surup Lakshan and then the Tatasta Lakshan are the other limbs. Some also say that the, that Krishna is my protector. This is also central. So you can say the two are the Srup Lakshan and the others are uh, uh, Tatasta Lakshan, marginal characteristics um, of Sharanagati. So Bhakti Vinotapu has written a whole uh, song book entitled Sharanagati, which he has songs that pertain to the different limbs, the six limbs of Sharanagati. So those songs can be studied, they can be learned. 
uh, sung, meditated upon. Um, um, and in the culture of Sharanagati, which Bhaktivinoda Thakur rightfully and insightfully has um, uh, described as the outer expression of that which is give us adhikar or eligibility for bhakti to begin with, shraddha. So shraddha, properly understood, is not just faith in the scriptural argument, but the application of that faith that has been well-reasoned in the scriptural argument. In other words, doing something. Hmm? It's hard enough to know, know know what to do, but it's harder to do what you're supposed to do. Mostly we don't know what to do, and then you may know what to do, but then you don't do it. So you have to be careful in bhakti not to know what to do and think that that is the same as doing it. It's not. It's only, and it's only as useful knowing what to do as you do it. So faith properly understood even in the Latin credo, I think it is, belief, faith, is uh, is active. It's not sitting on the fence. It's actually doing something. Pujapachita Marsh described faith as the, well, as the Gita does, the animating principle in life. If you have faith that an airplane is going to go from Warsaw to San Francisco, hmm, then you're going to buy a ticket in advance, and you're not going to worry and you're going to go and show up at the airport at the right time because you believe that it's going to go there. Hmm? If you didn't have doubt doubt that it was going to go there, you might not buy the ticket, and you, and you certainly wouldn't go to the airport. Hmm? So faith is the animating principle in anything. The beautiful thing about bhakti, as, as explained by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates, is that is that while faith is required for for any endeavor, so to speak, to being the animating principle in life. In bhakti, it's all you need is faith. Whereas in jnana or yoga, for example, you need faith in their, the efficacy of these practices, but you need other qualifications also. For yoga, jnana, you have to be celibate, for example. There's an anga of yoga, right? No, uh, uh, but, but, not, but not for bhakti. No faith alone. Because the, of the power of bhakti, given that it's Governed by the nirguna, whereas yoga, gyan, for example, they're, they're governed by sattva guna, karma, par, karma is governed by, by rajaguna. So their efficacy is weak. Their power is weak in terms of affording us experience of transcendence. Hmm? Bhakti is powerful. It's coming from that side. Hmm? So all you need is faith in it. But faith in it means that <laughs> It means sharanagati. So the measure of one's faith will be determined by the sharanagati. Now you can say, I have faith, but how do we see faith? Where will we see it? So this is how to see faith. Hmm? You say, I, I, I have faith in Krishna. We say, well, okay. How do I know that? How can I see that? We look and see, are you accepting the things that are favorable for Krishna's service? Are you rejecting the things that are unfavorable? What if it's pleasing to you? That means to your senses or to your mind. But it's not pleasing to Krishna. It's not favorable for bhakti. Will you give it up? Hmm? 
well, if you do, then we can say, oh, he's, he's got some, we can see his faith, hmm? right? If you don't give it up, we can see, oh, faith is weak. Maybe some faith, but it's weak. Hmm? You have to understand those things that we like that are not a favor for bhakti are the things that are fostering the identity that we have that's false, that's problem, that's the whole source of our whole problem, all of our problems. Hmm. We're looking for something that can't be found in the identity that's derived from the mind and senses in relation to sense objects. You can't find eternal happiness in relation to things that don't, don't last, don't endure, that are temporary. And you want eternal happiness. Everyone wants to live forever. They want to be perfectly happy. Right? Everyone wants that. So, this is very simple instructions, but they're very hard to follow. Hmm? You don't need a real complicated theological explanation. You, 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 it's a very simple explanation, hmm? but very difficult to follow. Bhakti simple. It's simple to do also. Hmm? It's simple. You just give that up. Hmm? There's a story about a, a disciple who was initiated by his guru, and then the guru went traveling. And in the guru's absence, he became a little restless and, uh, and one thing led to another. And he thought if I only had, you know, um, um, I think he was hanging his copans on a tree and some um, mice were eating the copans. So somebody said, well, why don't you get a cat? So he said, he got a cat. And then the cat was meowing and making noise during his meditation. So he said, what to do? And somebody said, well, why don't you get a dog? So he got a dog. And then the, the one thing led to another, they got a wife. And then he said, well, she talks too much. Said, Have a child. So he, he, got, he had a child. And then, then he was distracted from his practice. And years later, the guru came back. And he, and, he, and he said, oh, I can't go with you, Gurudev. Now I have all the, you know, have all these responsibilities. And, and Gurudev said, we said, okay, well, he said, uh, um, I'm going to go bathe in the, in the, in the river and afterwards I'll, you know, come take my meal. So he went to bathe in the river and then the, the disciple heard, help, help, help. The guru was chanting, help, calling help. So the disciple ran to the shore and said, what's wrong? What's wrong? And he was holding on to a log in the river. And he said, I, the log is holding me here. I can't get out. Hmm? And, and, and the disciple said, well, just let go. <laughs> just let go. No, it's, it's holding me. It's holding me. He said, no, just, just let go. Just let go. Hmm. So then he let go, of course. Then he, and, and, and the disciple realized, it's, those things are not holding you. You're holding those things. <laughs> They're not holding you. You're holding them. And you can let them go. It's in your hands. And you have the reason to do so. And in, in the, with the philosophy of, of bhakti and charanagati here, as we're, we're emphasizing, you have reason to do so, good reason. Hmm? And prospect, hmm? what will be the result? You can see that standing in the form of your, your guru. Hmm? Hmm? So there's so much uh, impetus. So it, it, it's, it's, it's easy. It's easy to do. <laughs> it's easy to do theoretically, but it's hard to do uh practically because we've been going in a different direction forever hmm? now this current of bhakti 
coming to us through, through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and our Bhaktivinoda Paribar is, is um, that you have to avail yourself to that current, make yourself access, uh, accessible, uh, make that current accessible to you through Sadhu Sangha, which isn't, you know, just to pat you on the back, but it's to tell you, okay, that is, that's not helping you. That's not favorable to your bhakti. You should give that up. Now, you, you have to do it in a practical way. You have to be skillful in your, in, in your, in your sadhana. Hmm? Um, you have to know that I should be giving this up, but I'm not. Hmm? But it's my goal. And I, 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 and, you know, if you can't go in the front door, well, maybe you can go in through the back door. You can't go in the back door. Maybe you can go through the window. You can't go through the window. Maybe you can go through the chimney, but get in that house. Get in there somehow or other. Hmm? So sadhana it means to be skillful. You can run into the brick wall of your conditioning. Hmm? So then instead of just trying to butt your head against that, that wall and break your head open and become neurotic, hmm? you could think, well, you know, maybe let me back up a little bit. I'll get a little strength and I'll run forward or something, or maybe I'll, maybe I'll run and I'll jump over the wall or I'll try to go around the wall. Hmm? Uh, so there's a way to work with the mind and with one's conditioning, uh, in, in the connection, in connection with Sharna, with sadhana, it makes our sadhana skillful. It's a skill. Sadhana is a skill in, in one sense. Hmm? Right? It's not a haphazard thing. So if you want to be good at anything, well, you have to practice. You have to use your, your, your intelligence and so on and so forth. But, but this, this, this should be, you know, the Sharnagati, uh, should be, uh, something that we are realize as sadhakas in the stage of sadhana, that we're cultivating that. And here it's brought out beautifully, six angas. So we, you know, we, we, you start with this, you know, Krishna is my maintainer. Krishna is my protector. Um, so we call out to him, not to anyone else. Uh, say Krishna is my maintainer. Well, that doesn't mean, okay, Krishna is my maintainer. I'm just going to sit here and Krishna is going to come and feed me. Yeah, he might. If you, if, if you were Madhavendrapuri, if you had that kind of body card, but you don't. Hmm? So therefore we have to invoke the Christian saying, God helps him who helps himself. Hmm? You want Krishna to maintain you. Well, okay. How will you do that? By maintaining Krishna. What? Hmm? That's right. You have the deity of Krishna and you maintain him. I'm going to work for him. He's part of my family. He's the center of my house. He's the living room. The living room is the temple. Hmm? Where <laughs> brings the house to life. I'm going to get, I'm going to get to work and I've got a wife. I've got a husband, as it may be the case. I've got children. They're all part of the temple here. And I'm going to feed them and feed the deity. So this is the practical way. Hmm? How you can uh, accept Krishna as your maintainer. Hmm? Or you can think, my Guru Dev has a mission. He's working and serving for the spreading of Krishna consciousness and creating facilities through books and other things, travel, that I may become more Krishna conscious, uh, giving me more sangha to take 
uh, help from, and so on and so forth. So let me maintain my guru. Hmm? I mean, the guru doesn't need you to maintain him, but you need to maintain the guru, right? Some sometimes people say, "Well, God doesn't need anything. Why are you spending all this money to build a, ha- a temple? God doesn't need anything." Hmm? No, God doesn't need anything. In one sense, that's true. But you need something. What do you need? You need to know God. Hmm? God's everywhere. Why should I go? Why should I? Why only the temple? Well, if God's everywhere, you're sure not acting like it. But in the temple, you act like God's there. So you practice. Hmm? Let's put one place where we put God there. We put him on the altar. (laughs) Then you go and you act a certain way there. And then if you, if you, if you, if, if you do that properly in time, you'll realize the universality of the deity and you will act like you act in the temple everywhere. You can say God's everywhere, but, but you don't see God everywhere. So we're going to put him in a temple so you can't miss him. You have to see him there and then act in a certain way. So, so similarly, God doesn't need anything. That's true, but you need. You need to understand that God's the maintainer. Hmm? So how you do that? Well, go to work. Well, how come, what do you mean go to work? God's supposed to maintain me. No, you go to work and maintain God. Hmm? And yourself in the context of being a servant of the servant of God. That's how you maintain yourself. I'm standing myself because I'm a servant of this servant of Bhagwan. Hmm? And I don't need much, but I, something. So that I have energy to serve and so forth. So this is how you do Sharanagati hmm, with regard to its surupalakshan. Hmm? Maintain Krishna. Maintain the mission, especially as a, as a householder. You're a householder, so I speak to you in this way. Hmm? So this is so 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 again, as if Sharanagati is the external manifestation and expression of the faith, then we can measure our faith in relation to these six angas and see how we're growing in relation to them. Very important, very good uh, question to ask about that. Thank you. Does that help? Jai. Yes, Guru Maharaj. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Good. Here's a follow-up question on the first question about the Priyanamrasakas from Krishna Sevakadas was a disciple of Turiya Das Mahashai, your god brother. Uh, uh, Krishna Sevaka is asking, can you tell a story or explain about Balaram and his group of Sakas, how they are and what they do in Krishna's Lila with Radha and any other Lilas that are distinct from other friends? Turiya Das Mahashai Kijai. Well, um, uh, Balaram's friends are Krishna's friends also. <clears throat> but um, while Krishna and Balaram are one in tattva, they're both Bhagwan. If you worship Krishna, Balaram is worshipped. Of course, we worship Krishna and Balaram, but Balaram is an aspect of, of, of Krishna. Um, so they're one in tattva, but emotionally they're different. So there's an emotional uh, aspect of Krishna hmm, that is tendered to, catered to, that is brought to the attention of some of his friends. 
and they are attracted to that. They're attracted to the fact that their friend, Krishna, has an emotional, uh, romantic um, life that is very powerful and compelling and even takes him out of Sakya Bhav into Madhurya Bhav. Hmm? Now, this is not the same with Balaram. Yeah, Balaram has some gopis and so forth, but uh, I'll explain in my book that um, it does not have the draw on him hmm, that that Madhurya Rasa has on Krishna. Balaram's primary focus is is being the friend of Krishna. Yeah, there's some gopis that like him too, and he marries them. That is Mariada. It's not Rag. Uh, it's an aspect of him, but it's not. It, it doesn't um, affect him in the way that Krishna's affected. Balaram's focus is on Krishna's friend. Hmm? Um, so, so some of the friends. There are four different types of friends of Krishna and Balaram. Some of them, the Narmasakas, they are attracted to Madhurya Rasa as it appears in Krishna. Hmm? In other words, they're attracted to the fact that their friend has this, this side of himself that's very prominent and, and they, and therefore they want to uh, participate in his romantic life. They don't want to have a romantic relationship with him, but they want to participate in the romantic life that he, that he has with Radha hmm? and assist him in that. So when he feels separation, they may, they may help him hmm? and they may help bring about the union between Radha and Krishna. They may give their life for that, risking Subal, risk his life for that in, mid, in, in midday hmm? to bring about the union of Radha and Krishna. Um, whereas the other three types of friends of Krishna don't have that same attraction. It's possible for someone to be in a primary rasa and have attraction for another primary rasa as it appears in another devotee, as it appears in Krishna, in, in different ways. Hmm? As I say, for the in, in Sakya rasa, when Madhurya rasa appears in Krishna, hmm, then these Narmasakas, they're, they're attracted to that. Hmm? And so they, they are attracted to Radha in this regard and Krishna and the idea of bringing them together. But, but the other friends of Krishna, the Sakas, the, the Suhrit Sakas, the, the Priya Sakas, um, uh, they are not, um, um, they don't find that same, uh, attraction. So in, in, in relative to the previous question that yours follow up arises out of, in midday when Krishna and Balaram go, when, when Krishna goes with the Narmasakas to Radhakund, uh, on the pretext of something else, hmm, and a few friends go with them and secretly they're meeting with the gopis, Krishna's meeting with the gopis with the help of his friends, then the rest of the boys, they stay with Balaram. Hmm? That's why in Bhagavatam in the 15th chapter of the 10th canto, hmm, when the Pogandalila begins, Pogandalila means the boyhood, this is when Sakiras fully starts to blossom, right? Hmm? Not in the Kumar Leela, but Saliras is more prominent in the Kumar Leela, right? But in the Poganda Leela, the boyhood, uh, the Sakiras is fully, fully, fully blossoming now. And at the opening of that chapter, Krishna 
gives a, a lengthy eulogy of Balaram, praising Balaram. There are different reasons for this, but one of the reasons is that he's a, he's about to take off with his friends, his Narmasakas, to meet with the gopis. That's the idea. So he's giving this eulogy of, Bal- of Balaram and, he's, and all the, uh, the balance of other cowards are going to stay with Balaram. Hmm? So while ba- Balaram is the servant of Krishna, the friend of Krishna, he's also Bhagwan. But in the absence of Krishna, those friends are now focusing on Balaram more as Bhagwan than in terms of the... more as the worship worshipful than as the ideal of worship. He's the ideal of worship because he's the perfect friend of Krishna. But he's also the object of worship in Satyarasa. So in the absence of Krishna at this time, the fact that he's the worshipable object of Satyarasa, as is Krishna as well, will take precedence. And so Balaram has to will go different places in the in the, in in, in, in Braj with the boys and so forth, and it will appear to them so preoccupied with Balaram, having been compelled, as the Bhagavatam is showing, through the eulogy of, of Balaram on the part of Krishna, to 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 uh, take shelter of him, that, that 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 the fact that Krishna's gone for hours, they lose sight of that, and suddenly he appears back, and they think it's only been a short time, but then they see. Actually, the sun is way over there. He's been gone for a long time. And then suddenly it all comes to light. Like, where have you been? Where, where, where were you? And then, of course, he gives different uh, explanations that satisfy some, don't satisfy others, and so on and so forth. Uh, um, so, written about this at, at great length in my book also. So, when that comes out, I suggest you get, you get a copy. Mm-hmm. I hope that... Uh, really addresses your, your your comment. If not, um, certainly ask more. Okay, next question is from Kishore Krishna from Madhavan. Pranam Skuru um, yeah. I um I don't hear any hearing those crickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they started up. Um, they're not so bad this year, so so far at least. But we'll see. Um, I read on Facebook someone posted that um, when Nityananda Prabhu came to Navadweep, he introduced uh, Lord Chaitanya to the path of Radhabab. Um, and I've heard that you know, sadhakas go through Nityananda to enter into the leelas of Radha and Krishna, but I've never really heard that described in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So I was just wondering what you heard thought that, about that. I, I never heard that either. What what was the evidence supporting that? It, it wasn't, it looked like it was referenced somewhere, but it wasn't clear where. Um, it, it basically delineated like different teachers of Lord Chaitanya and um, Gangadas Pandit, Advaita Acharya, Ishvar Puri, and then Nityananda kind of being the progression into Radhabhav. 
send me a copy. I'll look it over. Um, I know that Brindavan Das Thakur in his Chaitanya Bhagavat says that uh, that uh, the, uh, the Nityananda Prabhu brought uh, Gopi Bhav to the world. Hmm? Um, of course, what he means there is that he gave he, that he gave the world to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu by putting all the focus on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is in pursuit of of uh, of Gopi Bhav. Um, but more typically, it's thought that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu learned about Gopi Bhav from Gadadhar Pandit, hmm? and later from Ramananda Roy and uh, Surup Damodar. Krishna's Kabarash Goswami uh, identifies Ramananda Roy with Subal in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And Surup Damodar with uh, Lalita Saki, a little different than you find in uh, Kavikarnapur's Garbhandesh Deepika. And they're assisting Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in stepping into the bow of Radha. And of course, Gadadhar Pandit is the Radha of, of, um, of Gorlila. Uh, so Nityananda Mahaprabhu is not typically um, looked at in that light. So that's why I ask course of evidence there's a tendency in different groups and party bars to make an emphasis on how their particular leader of their party bar is is everything mm-hmm. um, and that may be okay and it may it may not be it may be you can glorify great devotees unlimitedly but at the same time if you glorify them for things that they're not actually they didn't actually do, then it becomes um, unbecoming, right? So, I, like I said, I'd like to see uh, I haven't seen found evidence for that in any any of the core texts um, ever. And the meeting of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was described in Chaitanya Bhagavat with Nityananda and with uh, also Chaitanya Charitamrita and other texts and so forth. But the fact that, um, and I've emphasized this, that Balaram does not directly participate typically in the Madhurya Leela um, of Krishna's um, rendezvous with the gopis, other than when he was sent by Krishna to minister to the inhabitants of Braj and the gopis and deliver them a message. Um, at that time he did, but it's very particular how he did that. Um, and um, there he expressed his reverence for their Bob. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu describes when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was dancing in the Ratiyatra in the form of Jagannath was seeing him as Radha. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had the same vision and bowed down at a distance, paying obeisances. Um, so um, um, but um, although, as I say, uh, Balaram doesn't directly participate in the romantic affairs of uh, Radha and Krishna, um, in Gaurila, he directly participates by glorifying that and widely uh, uh, advocating worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu advocated the worship of Krishna. Nityananda Prabhu said, so much for that. We worship you, worship Gaur, right? Um, so putting an emphasis on him in that way and bringing to light um, his divinity um, prior to any books being written about him or anything like that, uh, in this sense, Nityananda Prabhu Balaram, Nityananda Ram is taking great joy in being able to directly participate in the Madhurya Leela of of Krishna in, in, in the form of Gaur Krishna, in Gaur Leela, directly participate in it, in, in, in a sharing of it, widely speak, speaking about it, glorifying. His lips are sealed in the Krishna Leela hmm, about that. Hmm. He's very honest, Balaram, not like Krishna. Hmm. So when Mother Yasoda asked him that did Krishna eat dirt, he said, yep, he ate dirt. And Krishna was very upset with him. How could you do that? How could you say that to her? It was the truth. But it's not that Balaram doesn't know that he's rendezvousing with the gopis, but he doesn't talk about that. Hmm. He may be truthful, but he's not gonna, he's not saying anything about that. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> so, but in Gorlila now, he gets to speak about that. So it's, 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 it's a great opportunity for him. But this is the way that he participates. Now, some people like to say, well, he, he's an Angamanjari, therefore he participates. Well, you know, that's a whole other, they've written a whole article about that. Um, um, and the basic gist of that is that, well, yes, if you, if you see Radha's sister Ananga as a Shakti expansion of Balaram, hmm, um, that doesn't mean that she's Balaram. Has the same ego as Balaram, the same. So she has her own ego. Balaram himself, as the person, he's not participating in the Madhurya Ras. Anyway, that is a whole other discussion. I've given a very long, comprehensive article about that. It's also part of my. My book. I mean, we, we, Goswamis have never identified Ananga as the expansion of Balaram, but in our Bhakti Vinod Paribar, we, we do. And that, that came, that comes from the Bhakti Vinod Paribar, prior to Bhakti Vinod. Hmm? The Bhagnapar Goswami line that he was initiated in, it comes from there. And, uh, you know, we, we accept that idea that, that Ananga Manjari is a, is a Shakti, um, tattva of, but he's not in a romantic relationship with her like like Krishna is in with, with, with Radha. Hmm? If, if Krishna was completely one with he's one with Radha, but he's different. If he was completely one, there'd be no need for Gorlila because he'd know exactly what it's like to be Radha. Hmm? So if you want to say that Nityanandapu is is an Angamajari in all respects, will you err that way? Hmm? That would be like saying that because Radha is the Shakti of Krishna. That she is Krishna. Why does why does why does Krishna need to become Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to experience Radha's love for him from her vantage point? If he is Radha, you see, it's not very that's not very good theology. Hmm? So yes, Shakti expansion of Balaram, like an Manjari, there's a there is a oneness with Balaram, but there's a difference too. 
and the difference is uh, is 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 important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, please uh, send me if you can find it again. A link for that It'd be interesting uh, to see who that's come from and what their the argument it is. And uh, we have have my explanation of how I would agree with that mm-hmm. as I'm explaining. Yes, Nityananda Prabhu, he's giving the Gopi Bhav to the world and um, uh, I suppose you could say in, in that way he's uh, I don't know if you want to say giving it to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Facebook page seemed, seemed to say but it's related anyway I go, I'll go that far with you. But so, anyway, nice question. Um, and we have only a couple minutes. There's one more question if you want to take it, or we can leave it for next week. I will say this that uh, Nadi Krishna asked about, you know, Sharanagati, and I emphasized well, if there are certain things that are unfavorable for bhakti, we should give them up, even if they're difficult. There are also things that we should accept. Hmm. So one of them is in our party bar is is participating in this uh, Sunday call. <laughs> I hope it's not too difficult for all of you, uh, but uh, it's nice to see who who's here. I take notes, of course. I know that some people listen after the fact because they can't be uh, here at the time of the actual recording. But this is something favorable. I'm looking through, seeing who's here. I see Manangopal, Gopal Nandini, there's Chidahari, Hari, Hari Jandas, Gayatri is here, Shraddha Devi, so many. Uh, Mr. Govinda, Raj Bhakti also, Dr. Shakti, Bhajan, Sananda Gopal, nice to see all of you. What's the last question? Maybe I can give a short answer. Oh, so many here. Nice to see you all. Uh, Sajan, do you want to ask you a question? Did he? Bumsi, how do you? You know, Dandavats Maharaj. Um, no. it can, you know, um, most... You don't, have, you don't have short questions. No, not really. So I, I, I would not venture to uh, delay you from moving on with your day's activities. But, but the truth is, you know, that being said, that most of what you shared this morning with, with the other devotees uh, answered or spoke to what I was going to ask about. So, uh, yeah. and the essence of it was that uh, where, where uh, most people are familiar with the phrase, um, thinking outside the box. But I love what you shared about also at a certain point with maturity and sensitivity, thinking outside the books like that. So that was the, that was kind of like the essence of it. And more can be shared, uh, you know, next week like that. Okay. Well, we had time enough for your explanation of your question. So (laughs) good. Yes, exactly. Good. So I hope to be with you all next week. Gaur Premanandi. Haribo. Gaur Bhakti Vita. Kijai. Hari. Thank you very much. Kijai.